This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Karim Benzema has finally answered the question of whether he's leaving Al-Itihad. Whilst Arsenal supposedly set around €50 million aside for a striker, whilst Tommy Asu, sadly, will be staying at the Asia Cup a little bit longer. This is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show, joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. You've made it to Thursday. We've got one more day and then it's Friday, which is the weekend, as we know. So we can make it through this comfortably, easily, happily. And fingers crossed, of course, uh, with plenty to get excited about with Arsenal returning to action next week on Tuesday. We've got to get through a weekend of FA Cup action, which is, you know, who cares? The FA Cup cares. If Arsenal aren't in it, who cares? Uh, but good morning to those joining us live uh, or evening or afternoon or even maybe in the night uh, for some of you. But thank you so much for joining us in the chat box. Blackshine, Jimbo, Pikachu, Kaiser, Steve, Stevie, Rich, Matt G, Glenn, Derek, Damien, Paul, Josh Ismail, Martin, Alvin Mods, Ara Silky, Sweater Merlo, Paul Carlson, Martin, Rowan Amesy, Jose, Amira, Carl World Citizen, Temi, Barry, and plenty more of you guys and girls as well. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. It is very much appreciated if you could drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. That would be awesome. Uh, Jamie says, morning, Gunners. First time I've seen the show live. For a while, try saying that 10 times when you're drunk. I've seen the show, I've seen the show. Here we go. <laughs> We're in the zone, right? Shall we crack on with today's stories? I think we should. First of all, please, if you haven't done so already, go and catch up on the latest live upload on the channel. I was joined by Alex from a different knock, fantastic YouTube channel, looking analytically at Arsenal, doing some fantastically well produced videos. Um, talking all about things uh, as we know and have come to love this club, but also uh, criticising, critiquing as well and uh, asking some really tough questions of the club. And we asked some tough questions and tried to answer them as well. We talked a little bit, a little bit about the youth side of things and the debate around whether or not Arteta gives youth players a chance. Uh, we talked uh, about sales. We talked about how we should play better. 
we basically looked at all the different questions we've got about the club at the moment and and try to tackle them from different points of view. I think it was one of the best uh, interview shows that we've done. Um, and I can see plenty of you guys seem to enjoy it in the chat box as well, which is great to see. So if you haven't given that a watch, I recommend going and catching up on that one from last night. Now, Arsenal have eased into the quarterfinals. Uh, 6-0 win over Reading. Uh, Leah Williamson returned to the team. Fantastic news. Fantastic to see her involved, uh, smiling away on the touchline uh, as she came off the bench. Um, but six goals uh, from four Blackstenius with a hat-trick. Uh, Kadina and Mead uh, getting on the score sheet there. Really, really solid display. And Jonas Ideval will be very, very happy indeed to, to see us progress through the League Cup. Um, of course, the Men's League Cup final has now been arranged. We had Liverpool facing Chelsea, but we're now into the quarterfinals, which is, is fantastic to see. Um, and it was a chance for some players um, as well that don't tend to play all that often for the Arsenal women's team to get a chance in in the uh, in the team also, which was just good. We saw D'Angelo, of course, uh, starting goal. But to be fair, it was a relatively uh, strong side. Um, it didn't include the likes of Russo or Mead from the start, or of course Leah Williamson coming off the bench as well. Millie Fox also on the bench since arriving this January too. But a really solid win. And uh, we eased into the next round of the tournament. Uh, however, Takira Tomiyasu, whilst has also eased into the next round of the tournament he's currently involved in at the Asia Cup in Qatar, sadly, that means that he will be delayed in his return. That said, we still wish him all the best of luck. And he did indeed play in their final game against Indonesia as they won yet again. It's the first time he started so far this tournament. He missed the first game as he was building up fitness. He came off the bench in the second game, um, but started this final group stage game, which should hopefully give us a big indication that he's indeed now back and available for selection. And when he returns eventually from um, the Asia Cup, it'll be great to have him back in the squad. And uh, it, it, I think that there was evidence last night, uh, Athletic Club played. And of course, as you may know, if you're and I've been watching the Ather, um, the African Cup of Nations. Uh, you'll know that uh, Ghana were uh, eliminated, and Nico Williams returned to play for um, uh, for his his club, uh, Athletic Club. And Inyaki Williams scored. Uh, you've got Nico Williams, of course, on the bench as well. But Inyaki Williams um, scoring in that game to uh, the Williams brothers. And I've had a few people suggest to me that. Uh, and Yaki Williams or Nico Williams could be interesting picks, but knocking Barcelona out of the Copa del Rey, fantastic win for them. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly great to see uh, more suggestions that you can indeed return from a tournament have an, and have an immediate uh, impact as well, which is obviously a real benefit to any club getting their players back, which Liverpool will not be with Salah, even though he's injured, he's still with Egypt as they dramatically still went through in their group as well. But lots of international matches going on. And uh, lots of excitement football still to be played, but Arsenal will have to wait a little bit longer for Tomiyasu to uh, come back. Now, Karim Benzema has been speaking about all the drama that's been surrounding him as a player. As we know, um, he's been linked with a move away from Al Itihad. Uh, a number of outlets have reported this story and claimed that there's been discussions going on with a number of clubs. Well, L'Equipe have reported this story. Uh, L'Equipe have said, that Karim Benzema responding to these links said, it's completely false. The French media don't know what to invent anymore. The bigger, the better. So, is indeed and has indeed all of these Benzema stories been just basically 
hogwash, if you like, have been absolute rubbish. Um, and Benzema will indeed, it seems, if his words are to be believed, be staying with Al Itihad and that he doesn't want to leave the club. Uh, maybe he's talking in more absolutes and he's talking in reference to a permanent exit from uh, Saudi Arabia instead of just suggestions that he might leave on loan. But it is very interesting to be that dismissive of any potential transfer um, if indeed Benzema has been quite heavily linked with with leaving. And of course, we know the well-documented story about him not arriving for pre-season training and Gallardo, the uh, the Alitahad manager, of course, speaking out on this too. So it's a little bit confusing. It is a little bit confusing. Um, we'll continue to follow this story. I imagine this will be one that runs through until the end of the January transfer window. But Arsenal continue to be talked about by a number of outlets as a club that would be keen on signing him. What I would say is that I'm sure that Arsenal are being spoken about um, like in, in agents talk. I'm sure they would have been spoken to or offered the chance to sign him maybe. And then it's depending on what kind of talks go on from there. But uh, it would, if Arsenal were to sign Benzema, of course, it would need to be with a really significant wage drop, a, a massive, massive wage drop. So... Yeah, let's uh, let's let's see what happens there. And our headline story of the day is according to Gazetta della Sport, uh, which means that I think you need to get your salt shakers at the ready. Have uh, said that Arsenal have apparently set aside 50 million euros to try and sign Joshua Zerxi in the summer. Uh, the Bologna and uh, Netherlands internationals, of course, had a really strong season. We know that we've been linked with Zerxi throughout the course of this window. There is genuine interest in the player. The interest in the player is absolutely real. And Arsenal have been following the player for a while. However, the suggestions that we put away this money aside to try and sign him in the summer at the moment, I think, is a little bit of a stretch. Um, but the interest in the player is is certainly genuine. Um, but uh, whether or not Arsenal end up moving for him above other potential striker options, we will have to wait until that summer transfer window, of course, to find out. But he is a player that is on the radar and, and is of a, uh, of a liking to the club. Right, shall we go to part two? And your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat book, shall we, and take some of your questions. Uh, we did have a uh, from Costa, the Cape Town Gooner, dropped in a little super chat. Thank you, Costa. That's very kind of you indeed. If you did mean to leave a uh, a little comment, because sometimes what happens is uh, you leave super chats and then forgot to leave the comment, which I think you have done because you've left another one. Um, but thank you so much for that, Costa. It says, finally, I made it to a live show after months of Spotify. Hope you're taking care of yourself, Tom. Do you think the 10-day gap will do us well? 
Uh, thank you, first of all, Costa, for your kind donation and your kind words. And welcome over from Spotify. I know that plenty of you do listen on audio-only platforms. I don't blame you. It means you don't have to see this ugly mug. Um, but uh, indeed, on the 10-day gap, I think actually, in a weird way, I think Arsenal probably would have preferred to play sooner. We won that game 5-0, and now we've got to wait an extended period of time for our next game. It is an extra chance for rest. It's more time for Thomas Partey, of course, to potentially return from his injury. There's suggestions that he could be in training this week. Charles Watts reporting that on his channel uh, the other day, which is obviously great news for Arsenal. So let's see um, if indeed we have any sight of Thomas Partey in training uh, ahead of the game against Nottingham Forest and potentially an involvement in that game from the bench and, and then ahead of that game against Liverpool, it'd be great to see him potentially involved. But uh, I think the team would probably have rather um, played a little bit sooner, actually, and gone into that next game to to keep building that momentum. But we move. We see what happens. Uh, of course, Nottingham Forest will be in action tomorrow night as they play Bristol City. Uh, Mark says, if we got Benzema on a no-fee loan with the Saudis paying his wages, of course I'd stay yes. But at the price, his inability to press and the changes that we'd have to make for him, it's a no. I've said this before. If he was available for a financially feasible loan move, I think we'd be mad to turn down the idea of it, to be honest. Um, it's just obviously if you had to pay the extortionate wages of like 30 million for the rest of the season. Plus, that's when I start to have questions about the idea of signing Benzema. But actually, as a profile, of course, I, I think it'd be a great option. He, he creates goals. He scores goals. And his form's not dropped off, you know, really. He scored, I think, nine goals and got five assists in 15 games. So 14 goal contributions in 50 Saudi League games. And if you look at his numbers prior to him moving to Saudi Arabia, it wasn't like they dropped off dramatically. I think he got over 30 goals last season for Real Madrid. He got over 40 goals the season before that. This isn't someone whose form has dropped off a cliff at all. So if it was financially feasible, I absolutely would get Benzema for the last six months of the season. But it's just that financial feasibility that stops it. Um, Alex says, Tom, is there any player that you used to like and then he's done something that's changed your mind? For me, it was Henrik Larsson. I loved him at Celtic, but those assists for Barca in the Champions League final. Um, is there a player that I used to like? Eden Hazard. I used to love Eden Hazard uh, when he was at Lille. I, I think I talked about this story before, but when I first joined Twitter as a as a naive teenager, one of the first things I did was followed an account called Eden Hazard to Arsenal because <laughs> I was so, so determined that I wanted, not determined, that's the wrong word, but so uh, enthralled by the idea of, uh, of him joining Arsenal. I'm trying to talk about players that aren't Arsenal players because it's easy to say players that, of course, were at Arsenal like Van Persie or Nasri or Fabregas or Adebayo, even though, to be honest, Fabregas I quite like still. Uh, Ashley Cole, obviously I can see a lot of you throwing in these suggestions in the chat box. But like, it's easy to do the Arsenal ones because obviously they betrayed us, if you like. But it's it's the players I think outside of Arsenal that are uh, the more funny ones to try and come up with. Uh, D says, uh, "Thank you, Tom, for always covering the women's news. Uh, for some of us not in the UK, it's often difficult to follow closely, as we would like." D, you're very welcome. <clears throat> I will never stop um, continuing to highlight the results and any potential transfer news um, that gets announced. Of course, I can't go into it as much in as much detail as I do with the men's, um, just mainly because of time, um, of course, is, is the main one. But there are, of course, some people out there that do plenty more dedicated work in the women's game, Tim Stillman being 
obviously the goat for me in that regard. Um, so certainly you can you can access it there. But we will not be dissuaded ever from talking about the women's team, no matter what sexist trolls decide to try and pop up in the chat box here and there. Uh, Guna J says, "Hey Tom, any closed door friendlies?" I don't know uh, actually. I know that Man United apparently played one and lost against Burnley, which is quite funny. Um, but I don't know if we have got one. Um, maybe it's one that I need to chase up. But thank you, Jake, for. Uh, for, yeah, for letting us know. Uh, Rich says, uh, you'd like, Tom, you'd like a Bergkamp, but do we need a Jumberg more, i.e. someone who scores the ugly tappings rather than the beautiful goals? I think we have the Bergkamps already in Erdogan. Yeah, obviously I was just doing a little segue, wasn't I? But you're right. I would rather us have another wide player come in and add some more depth. I talked about this with actually Alex yesterday on our Let's Talk Arsenal show. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, I think a winger is probably more in need of uh, being signed than a better than a Bergkamp type player. Uh, Rakesh says, it's the finishing that we are lacking. Benzema is a poacher and perfect for us right now, considering the fact that Jesus and Nketiah have not been doing too much. Kind of builds on what I've said already about wanting Benzema if we could get him. Uh, Fuad says, hypothetical question, Tom, if Barca were to find Xavi, uh, fire, sorry, Xavi, and somehow Arteta goes there. Who would be your top replacement? I don't want Arteta out. Trust me, I just wanted to see what your answer would be. Cheers, mate. It's tough, isn't it? I mean, what, sack him now and he goes now? Who would I want? I've said before that if Arsenal do go for another manager in the future, I think it has to be someone who's uh, who's like got a momentum of winning at the top level. And that is tough to find. It's really, really hard to find. I've always thought about maybe Louis Enrique. Um, at PSG, I know he's there at the moment, but that'd be probably quite difficult to do. I'm not sure you'd be able to get him. Of course, Angelotti comes to mind, but he's only just signed a new deal at, at Real Madrid. Um, you know, I, what I'd probably do if Arteta was to go in the middle of the season is I'd probably just ride out the rest of this season and then wait till the summer and then see if you could find a top, top. I think it'd be the wrong decision to panic. Now, obviously, hypothetically, it's never going to happen, but I think the right decision would probably be to to wait until the end of the season um and uh and bring probably an interim coach in until but until the end of the campaign um do what Chelsea did in some ways by bringing in maybe a temporary coach like Lampard not Lampard for us but obviously that's what they did and then you bring in someone in the summer but obviously that isn't going to happen um Chan Ho says saw Van Persie's comments about where his football home is he must really hate us to choose Man United instead we nurtured him and gave a chance for eight years and he's um, and this is his view on us. Can you really blame him? Can you really blame him for saying that he feels Man United are his home more than Arsenal? He left there. He left us, went to Manchester United, obviously terrible, Judas and all that. But when he's gone there, he all he's had since leaving Arsenal is untold abuse and stick and criticism and hate. And now we're mugged off that he says that his home is now Man United, who he won a title at and is yeah, very much well-loved by, you know, if not all Man United fans. I really don't think it's that much of a surprise that he says that Man United is his home because I don't think you could see Arsenal as your home anymore after that. Uh, Maggie says, option one, sign Benzema this month and no one else. Option two, sign no one in January, but the whole team is back fully fit and we have no more injuries for the rest of the season. Oh, obviously option two, Matt. It's so obviously option two. Yes. Bring back Timber, bring back Partey, bring back Vieira, bring back uh, Tommy Asu. No, he's not injured. He's away at the Asia Cup. But if he, if you can avoid injury of Tommy Asu for the rest of the season, of course, option two would be far better. 
far, far better. You'd have to be mad to choose option one. The idea of keeping a team injury-free for an entirety of a half season is something you can't put a price on. So, yeah, you'd have to be mad to pick option one. I'm sure there are some mad people out there, but you'd have to be mad. Um, Robert says, you're trying to be too politically correct so much with that female football. It's really hard to listen to. Robert, I have to say, I think that says more about you. Uh, Chris says, we had another Burkamp. His name was Ozil. You can't deny how good he was. Him and Alexis in the team, we would have won the league last season. Um, it's easy to say, isn't it? You know, it's easy to say. We say we, we had Alexis and Ozil under Arsene Wenger for many years and we never came close to to winning the league um, with those players. So I really don't think that uh, it's, it's, just cut, it's cut and dry. They, look, Ozil was a world-class player. Alexis is a world-class player. For me, I prefer Alexis. I thought he was an amazing, one of my favourite players to ever watch in an Arsenal shirt. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt their quality was was unreal. Um, John says, uh, TGT, keep doing the weekly competition shout-outs. I was lucky enough to win the Martinelli competition yesterday. John, congratulations, mate. I love it when the listeners tell me that you've won it. It's always great to know that one of our listeners, of course, I know Football Prizes do links with uh, uh, others, but it's so great to know that you you won that. So, John, congratulations. I'm so glad that you uh, you you won the, uh, the latest comp. That's fantastic. Um, Robert says, fair play. Just my opinion uh, regarding the comment on women's football. If you are so worried about it, Worried about it? Worried about it? I'm not worried about it. It's Arsenal. Uh, why not pay more attention to wheelchair football or eSport football? Do Arsenal have a wheelchair team or an eSport team? Robert, maybe you can tell me. Do we have an eSport? Does Arsenal have an eSport team or a wheelchair football team? Arsenal wheelchair football team. Let me have a quick look. Uh Arsenal, we have obviously we have our disabled supporters club, but do we have a wheelchair football team? I don't think we do. That's not being really ignorant, and I don't know, but I'm pretty sure we don't. Um, looking on this, it doesn't look like we do. Do we have an Arsenal eSport team? Let's have a quick look. Um, Arsenal FIFA eSports. Uh, when was this? Um, seems we don't have one uh, from the looks of things. Uh, I'm uh, we did have one from the looks of things, but I don't know if we have one anymore. It seems we have one in 2020, but there's not been an update on the Arsenal eSports team for, well, quite some time, um, it looks like. Zinchenko has launched an eSports organisation. So there you go. So hold on. So despite... <laughs> this is funny. People are going to say, Tom, why are you giving this person any attention? The reason why I give people like Robert attention is because their arguments fall apart so hilariously and quickly. So Robert has said that I'm a politically too politically correct, which by the way, I never really know what politically correct means. I think politically correct just means being a pretty nice bloke, (laughs) to be honest. B, um, Robert has suggested that if I'm giving as much attention to the Arsenal women's team, I should also be giving attention to the Arsenal wheelchair football team which doesn't exist, and the Arsenal eSports team, which doesn't exist. Um... (laughs) Can you see how that's slightly funny? Robert, I appreciate your criticism, I do, but it's a little funny how it's fallen apart so hilariously. Uh, Rathaveri says, what about Artem Dovbik uh, from Girona? He's played really good this season, 20 games, 14 goals, five assists, could be a good striker option in the summer. 
and would be more affordable. Uh, Dovbik is having a fantastic campaign, as, of course, is the entire Girona side under um, Michelle, who are having a fantastic campaign. At 26 years of age, um, he's obviously of an age where if you're going to buy him, he's not like a young 20, 21, 22-year-old striker. I think that this is... I think he's having a brilliant season because, of course, Girona are having a brilliant season overall. Um, it's really difficult to know whether or not he'd be able to translate that. We've seen times where teams have had fantastic campaigns. We did it once. You think about Olivier Giroud. We signed Olivier Giroud for Montpellier the season after they won the Liga title. And um, and I think he was 25, 26 when we signed him. And of course, it was like he didn't. He wasn't ever able to, I think, replicate what he managed to do. Let me find out how many goals he scored, Giroud, for Montpellier. It's a really interesting thought, actually. So Montpellier, he scored 25 goals. He never scored that many goals for Arsenal. He scored 24 in his best season, 22 in his second season across all competitions. So, yeah, it's if you sign a player from a club that having a fantastic kind of one-off season and, and you're signing kind of a player in their mid to to late 20s, it's going to be very difficult, um, maybe, I guess. Pepe's another good example. Richer, right? Yeah. Fantastic season for Lille when they won the league. But Monaco, you look at Monaco won the league season with Kylian Mbappe. Look how good he's been. But that said, you know, Bakayoko was brilliant in that season, never was able to replicate that at Chelsea or ever again. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very difficult um, to, to know categorically. But Dovbik is having a great campaign. One to keep your eye on until the end of the uh, the season. And I agree with Rob that Giroud was definitely an underrated striker and I think maybe one that we shouldn't have replaced in the end uh, with Lacazette. Lacazette never took us any further. Lacazette wasn't any, any better. In fact, I think that Giroud was, uh, was, was probably better and is better, I think, still than Lacazette all these years later. Uh, Aaron Thomas Lamar, another great shout, went to Atletico Madrid, never really did too much, and we put in that massive bid. Remember the huge bid we put in um, for uh, for him? That would have been great uh, if we'd have got <laughs> Lamar for 100 million back in 2017. That would have been hilarious. I think it would have been hilarious at all. It would have probably been a disaster. Um, Chris says, Harry likes the sound of him, but feels the only difficulty is his current team is part of the City group. Yeah, of course, Girona being that part of CFG do make things very, very tricky. Um, Robert's back. I, I like these back and forth. I know people say I should ignore it, but I quite like it. Uh, it's not criticism. Uh, sorry, it's not criticism. Uh, just going on and on about a niche part of the football club getting way more attention than money compared to the actual level and fans, genuine attention to any other part and section. Robert, you've moaned about parts of a club that don't exist. <laughs> Can I? There's no wheelchair Arsenal team. Unless I'm being incredibly ignorant, there is no official wheelchair Arsenal team. You've got to come with like an actual position, like rather than one that doesn't exist. It's it is funny. Um, Morgie says, I'm loving the AFC women's team now. Leah, Kim, Little, and Viv are back and looking stronger for the rest of the season. Arteta will be jealous of that squad strength. You, you look at the options that we've got in attack, you know, it's since obviously we we signed Russo in the summer, but Black Stenius got a hat trick last night, it's doing fantastic things. We, we, we brought back Beth Mead, Viv Miedemar is still here. It's an amazing amount of depth we've got um, in that squad. And Jonas Eideval, the expectations upon him are going to rise incredibly. You know, we're not in the Champions League this season because of the real disappointment we had in the summer against Paris. And we absolutely, I think, have to we have to win something. I know we won, of course, the trophy last season, but 
in the Conti Cup, but we have to, I think, deliver something again this year. And that's the difference, I think, between the men's and the women's team right now. Is you look at where the women's team are at in the context of the WSL, in the context of even European football, even though we're not in it this season, and you could look at the context of Arteta's Arsenal side in the men's football this season, it's different. The expectation on Arsenal is to is to win the trophies. That Arsenal will be expected, even though Chelsea are as good as they are, there will be expectations that are higher of course, on that side of things um, with the women's side and actually the expectations on the men's side of things. It is an interesting dynamic between the two. Um, thank you, Robert, for sparking this conversation. It's really important to, to put more emphasis on the women's game and I thank you for bringing it to people's attentions. Uh, James says, if Brentford offered Tony in January on a 1 million loan fee with an obligation to buy for an additional 79 million paid over three installments, would you go for it? In brackets, yes. I went very specific. <laughs> you did, James. Um, I mean, it's, it'd be tricky to say no to that, I guess, wouldn't it? If you're going to, pay, I mean, we say paid in three installments. It doesn't really matter. The whole installments thing is a little bit, it's a little bit here or there. Amortization is is what really matters these days. Even though installments is 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 how things are paid. Amortization is how it shows up on the books more so. So, yeah, I, I think eighty million for Tony in January. Are you going to be able to get a better striker? I'm not sure. I still struggle with that figure. I, I really think he's a 40, 50 million pound player. And I don't know if I don't know if I could jump to to that level um at all. I really, really don't. Uh, I really, really don't. Um let's go to <laughs> it's hard not to laugh at some of these comments sometimes. Um Carlton says, let's all chip in and buy Robert a season ticket for the Arsenal women's team. <laughs> brilliant um chris says you could argue that really that the women's team is better than the men's team i mean contextually absolutely uh the, the con you look at the context of the women's team competitively over the last decade compared to the men's team. of course of course they are they've been in the champions league you know for so many successive seasons up until now you know, it's so so difficult to to have an argument that the men's side is is even you know a better contextually than the women's team in their own league it's very very difficult um so there you go. <laughs> uh, I need to read you this back and forth because it's brilliant. Um, Matt G says, Robert is acting as if Tom has set up another channel to discuss Arsenal women's. Tom mentioned the score. Robert has spent more time talking about women's football than Tom has. <laughs> and Robert's replied by saying, Matt G, I listen every morning and it's on and on. <laughs> I literally mentioned the score like when they have a game <laughs> and when there's a transfer. Well, that is it. <laughs> that's the only time I mentioned the women's game. It's so funny. <laughs> this has really tickled me this morning. This has really, really tickled me. I don't know why. This is probably the most I've laughed on a morning show for quite some time. Like I mentioned like whenever they play. <laughs> if there's a score, I'll talk about it. Oh, God. I'm nearly crying. That's hilarious. Oh, my goodness me. Uh, Giri1999 says, Tom, love the daily shows as always. Best Arsenal content creator without a doubt. Thanks, mate. Uh, where do you think we'll finish at the end of the season? I think, if I'm being very honest, I think we'll finish third. Um, that's where I think we will finish. How, how quickly we went from that to it's very somber and serious. Um, like, yeah, it's... Uh, I think it's very difficult to see us finishing above Liverpool at the moment. Um, they look very good. They've lost one game all season and they arguably didn't deserve to lose that either. They've been the best team in the league this season um, and they deserve to be where they are. Man City 
typically end the season far stronger than they start it. Um, and of course, I, I think for me, I'm really looking at Arsenal in the Champions League this season. I'm looking at the Champions League as a real opportunity for Arsenal. If we can get our players back, if we can get them fit for the second half of the season, if Timber can play a part, you know, I'm really looking at the Champions League. If we go out against Porto, I'm going to be devastated. Absolutely devastated if we go out against Porto. But the league, you know, we've got to keep pushing away, keep ploughing away um, and keep picking up these wins and, and staying as much in the race as we can. Because we've got to keep looking at our shoulder a little bit because it's not exactly ordained that we're going to finish in the top four either. So you've got to keep looking over your shoulder at that. But the Champions League is definitely um, like what I'm looking at um, for sure. Um, let's go to uh, Bulgarian Guna says, if we are spending 80 million on a forward, isn't it better that we look at an Ozimen or Vlahovic or an Isak rather than a Tony? Yeah, if you said that you've got 80 million to spend and I can choose between Isak or Tony, I'm choosing Isak all, the, all day long. Isak has been as good as Tony has been in the Premier League already for me in the short time that he's spent here. Um, yes, he's had his injury problems. But he's got 14 goals this season already. He scored 10 goals in his first season. Um, I'm curious now how many of those were from open play. I can probably do a quick comparison, actually, between Tony and Isaac. I think it's actually a really good comparison to do uh, between Isaac and Tony. Let's have a quick check, shall we? Um, is it going to let me do it? So last season... Uh, okay. Last season, let's have a look. Annoyingly, it says two clubs. I think he played a couple of games for for Dortmund. But, uh, okay, so he scored 10 goals. Goals minus penalties, nine. Um, and I've picked the wrong season for Tony. Two seconds. It was 23-24, which is this season. 22-23 was his second season. 21-22 was his first season. There we go. So in Tony's first season in the Premier League, he scored uh, seven non-penalty goals. Isaac, in his first Premier League season, scored nine non-penalty goals, unless that includes one that he scored at Dortmund before he left, um, which annoyingly I can't check, which is really, really irritating. Um, in fact, yes, I can, I'm sure I can check it. FB ref, Isaac, overall profile. Where's that season? 22-23, Premier League. He got... Eight. Okay, so eight non-penalty goals during that season. Tony got seven in his first season. And, of course, T Isaac is 24 now. And this season, Isaac has already got how many goals for Newcastle this season? Uh, eight non-penalty goals. Uh, and there's a second half of the season still left to play. And of course, uh, Tony's best record of non-penalty goals is 14. So Isaac is only six goals away from matching um, Tony's best Premier League record of non-penalty goals. And and I think as well, you have to take into account, I, I, I just really like Isaac's all-round game. Uh, there's something about it. I just quite like it. That said, Tony does does get more assists, I guess. So that, that could come into the conversation as well. But I think if you were to put Isaac into this Arsenal team, he's also a little bit more versatile, Isaac, as well. He can play in a wide area too and has played in a wild area with wild area, wide area with Callum Wilson playing through the middle. So I suppose that's a bit of an advantage as well to signing Isaac. But yeah, if, if he was available, without a doubt, I'd rather spend the big money on Alexander Isaac than I would spend it on on Eisen, Ivan Tony. So yeah, for me, Isaac would be great. And I actually think I was wrong. I remember talking about Isaac when we were linked to him and that 70-odd million pounds. It's easy to say it now with the benefit of hindsight, of course. But I think I was wrong when I used to talk about Isaac and say, 
you know, I wouldn't pay that 75 million euro release clause. I was wrong. We should have done. I hold my hands up. We absolutely should have paid that release clause. And I'm really frustrated that we didn't. And Newcastle did. Um, we're going to end the show there. I'm um, I'm going to take a little bit of time to sit back, reflect, and see how I can make even more of tomorrow's show about the women's team. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening. I appreciate all of you. Genuinely, all of you. Uh, you've made me laugh uh, today. I've had a great morning on this show, and I really appreciate your support and your kind words. Uh, enjoy yourself. It's a scary world out there. Be happy. Don't let things bother you. Like, really, it's just, life's too short. Far, far, far too short to get irritated by, I don't know, talking about women's football. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in and uh, for joining us today. It is very much appreciated. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. If you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. There may be a show tonight. There may, there may not. I'm not 100% sure yet. There'll definitely be one tomorrow morning, as always. But uh, other than that, it's been a real pleasure, as it always is. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy. And as always, up the Arsenal. Which, by the way, I forgot to say at the end of yesterday's show. How ridiculous. I suppose I probably should say it twice to make up for that. So, yes, indeed, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport powered by fans.